Welcome to ReachMD. This medical industry feature titled Understanding LP Little A Clinical Implications of an Underrecognized Genetic Dyslipidemia is sponsored by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. This video was sponsored by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation and the presenter was compensated for their time. Statements in this video reflect the medical expertise and opinions of the presenter. Hello and welcome to this video, where we will be discussing lipoprotein A and its clinical relevance in atherosclerosis and cardiovascular events. We will be speaking with Dr. Santisa Markovina, a clinical scientist who is renowned for her research on lipoprotein A and is the Senior Director of Clinical Laboratory Sciences at MedPace Reference Laboratories. Welcome, Dr. Markovina. Could you start out by giving us a basic idea of what is lipoprotein A and what we should know about it? Of course, I will be glad to. Before discussing LPA, let's start by giving a brief look to an LDL particle as depicted here. We all know LDL particles are formed by a lipid core surrounded by a molecule of APOB100. LDL varies in size depending on the APOB to cholesterol ratio, and its heterogeneity varies with the ratio, with small dense LDL being more heterogenic than the larger buoyant. Let's now give a look to lipoprotein A, commonly referred to as LPA. LPA is a particle with a structural composition similar to LDL, which is lipid core, surrounded by a molecule of APOB. However, LPA is characterized by additionally containing one molecule of APOA, a very peculiar carbohydrate-rich protein covalently bound to a molecule of APOB. Due to the presence of APOB, LPA is part of the APOB-containing lipoprotein particles, together with VLDL, IDL and LDL, all demonstrated to have a causal link with increased coronary vascular disease risk. Let's now focus our, our attention on APOA, the distinguished protein of LPA, which uh, separates all the LPA from all the other APOB-containing lipoprotein particles. APOA is formed by a series of basic motifs called Kringle, with a high amino acid sequence homology with the coagulation protein plasminogen, a bioplasminogen-like but inactive protease domain. One of the Kringles, the Kringle 4 type 2, is present in individuals in a variable, genetically determined the number of identical repeat, resulting in over 40 different APOA isoforms, which are primarily responsible for the large size heterogeneity of LPA particles. LPA levels are inversely correlated to the size of APOA, which I remind you is genetically determined, thus rendering LPA the most common inherited form of dyslipidemia. In a future presentation, we will be discussing in more detail how the size heterogeneity of APOA as well as the binding of LPA to oxidize of phospholipid affects the atherogenicity of LPA particles. What is clinically significant about an elevated LPA that we should know? 
uh, an elevated LPA is associated with increased risk of developing CV event, as you can see here in a study performed on over 460,000 individuals. Uh, LPA was associated with coronary vascular disease both in individuals with and without cardiovascular disease study entry. Multiple studies have also demonstrated that elevated LPA levels are a causal and independent risk factor for atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. You can see here the increased risk between the highest and the lowest level of LPA for a variety of cardiovascular events, with the major risk increase being observed for coronary artery stenosis, a five-fold increase, myocardial infarction, three to four-fold increase, and valvular aortic stenosis with three-fold increase. An LPA, an elevated LPA has been reported in about 15 to 20 percent of a population of a white ancestry. The pronounced differences in distribution of LPA level observed across different racial ethnic populations will be discussed in a future presentation. You said that LPA is an inherited dyslipidemia. Are there gender or age differences in LPA levels? Also, are there any dietary or lifestyle measures that can reduce LPA in affected individuals? LPA levels, in general, are fairly consistent over a person's lifetime. The LPA gene is fully expressed by one, two years of age. LPA expression reaches adult level by five years of age. This means that in individuals with high LPA level, its atherogenic and inflammatory action start at a very young age. In general, no significant difference have been observed between men and women, even though LPA levels tend to increase in postmenopausal women with decrease of hormones. Regarding your question about the potential dietary or lifestyle intervention to lower LPA, the answer, unfortunately, is uh, no. You talked about risk, but precisely what is known about how LPA levels actually impact vessel wall biology? Well, we know that LPA has multiple pathologic actions in and on the vessel wall. Its unique pro-atherosclerotic, pro-inflammatory, pro-thrombotic properties are also due in part to the APOB and the oxidized phospholipid components of LPA. We also know that elevated LPAs are associated with carotid plaque progression and are an independent predictor of atherosclerotic burden even after adjustment for all the other lipids. As seen in this graph from a recent study of a patient with elevated LPA, who were receiving intensive lipid-lowering therapy, carotid artery atherosclerosis progressed despite LDL levels being maintained at less than 70 mg per deciliter in all study participants. You're quite persuasive that an elevated LPA is associated with multiple cardiovascular risks, but how would I know if I have an elevated LPA? That's easy. 
plasma concentration of LPA can be measured in most laboratories by using automated instrument, even though there are important methodological issues that needed to be taken into consideration. And this topic will be discussed in more details in the future presentation. At the present, it's recommended that LPA be measured, preferably early in life, as part of the initial lipid screening to assess the cardiovascular risk. LPA levels have been fairly stable. The majority of individuals with only needed to be tested once. Dr. Markovina, thank you for your insights and information about LPA, and I look forward to continuing discussing this fascinating topic with you. Thank you. I will be delighted to be there. This program was brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. If you missed any part of this discussion, visit reachmd.com slash industry feature. This is ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.